This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The fibres are fused to my head. My name's Keen. Cheese me up. I'm James. And you're listening to Sissy That Pod. Today we're discussing RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 4. And we're joined by the gorgeous Electra Fence to discuss the Makeover Challenge, which is one of your favourites, right? Absolutely. I've, I always love this. It gets it always gets emotional. And this one didn't disappoint either. And I mean, like, I genuinely could not have asked for a better guest because this is someone who actually knew the the, the, the five queen handlers or the, the queen, five of the six queen handlers um, yeah. who had worked with them on, on their season so it was really kind of fantastic to get an insight into kind of like what the, the role is of those people backstage and kind of like how important they are for the queens um you know and also Electra's just a bit mad so we we we, we got we got tricked we got tricked and we got fooled a couple of times <laughs> the only other makeover challenge in uk has been season one and we had that really awkward dynamic between Baga and her mum. Remember that? So yeah. Baga was all love. Yeah. No bad vibes this time. Yeah, absolutely. They were like, we are not getting another estranged parent in here so that, you know, we can have some kind of awkwardness going on. Yeah, it was it, it was nice to have also some another sort of, uh, another avenue of celebrating the people who are behind yeah. the scenes. Because like the season nine makeover challenge where we had the like the, the crew of the show doing it is probably one of my favorite of the makeover challenges um probably mostly because of wintergreen and sarge and peppermint um but yeah so i love when you get kind of that bit of you see the relationships that have been built between the contestants and these people that they're working with and you get a, a little peek behind the, yeah. the curtain and obviously we talk about reality tv all the time i love seeing the nuts and bolts of it so yeah really really good episode so yeah that's the episode we're going to discuss right now so welcome to the podcast electra fence over in the workroom right now you can hear james and i dissect rupaul's drag race down under season two in two episodes where we talk about all of the runways the challenges the queens and even the biggest drama of the season between Pomora Fifth and Minnie Cooper. The beef of the season for me was the one between her and Pomora Fifth. Or Minnie Cooper, yeah. I was like, how delusional do you need to be in order for someone to come to you and say, someone told me you said this horrifically horrible thing about me. And for you to take no responsibility for it at all and say, it's not my fault. It's the fault of the person who told you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, I said it, but I said it as a joke you were never meant to hear. Like, honestly. <laughs> the first part of this two-parter is out right now over at headstuffpodcast.com where you can sign up and support the show and hear all our past back catalogue goodies as well as all the goodies from all the podcasts on the network. We'll see you over there. Electra Fence, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Drag Race UK Season 4. Do you watch them and go, I wish I was back? Yes, I want to go back, especially after tonight's episode. Oh my God, that was such an emotional journey, like seeing the Queen Handlers. I'm like, I want to go back, I want to hug them. I was like texting them all and just saying like, I miss you, I love you, you look amazing, every like two seconds. Like, you look great. Oh, oh my God, you're so yeah. funny. Ah. 
<laughs> so would you have worked with the, that Queen team when, on your season? Yeah, so I've worked with all of them except for Mystique, um, who I'd love to okay. work with, who I'm probably going to work with when I go on All-Stars. So, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is that podcast. Got the inside scoop. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, so I've worked with everyone. Lucy was my main handler, so Lucy looked after me, and she is phenomenal. And Wendy, oh, I've... oh no, I won't tell that story. <laughs> I was going to tell you a story, but then I thought it would probably get Wendy into trouble, so I don't want to tell the story. Okay, we won't. We won't go there. Wendy, Wendy needs to be protected. Yeah. yeah. Oh, were you the Were you the queen who had to rearrange your bollocks? Was that <laughs> no? But I, I know who that is. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I'll give you a clue because Wendy told me this. I'll give you a clue. It's not from my season. Oh, and there's not a W, and that won't make sense. There's actually. not a W in their name. No, in their season. There's not a W. So I'm saying it's not season two. <laughs> that was shit. That was shit. <laughs> okay. So someone from season one. Okay. Right. <laughs> True process of elimination. Uh, did they leave before Snatch Game? Oh, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> you're nodding. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, you're shaking your head. They didn't leave before Snatch Game. Okay. Therefore, it's bag of chips, right? There we go. <laughs> Her deviled egg got loose. <laughs> I have um, no, no comment, no comment. In, I guess well, I guess this, this is an interesting chance to ask you in terms of like, once you leave the show, like what's your relationship like with the cast? Like, you know, do are most of the queens, like you mentioned, they're on, on like a text friendship with them. Like how, how much of a family is the cast beyond the queens? Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, I um, my, one of my producers comes to my shows a lot. Like, I love them so much. Like, Lucy, obviously, is a diamond. Wendy is like a mother. Gemma is funny as beep. Gemma is so funny. Um, fun story, right? So Gemma was with Cheddar. I walked into a, an, an eyebrow salon before Drag Race, right? And I walked into this eyebrow salon. I was like, ah, excuse me. I'm just wondering if um, you can fit me in to do my brows and lashes, please. The woman behind the counter turned to me and said, no, sorry, we don't do people basically like men or people who identify as men. And I was like, right, okay. okay. So then, And then there was this person in a chair, in the salon chair. And she was like, oh, my God, that's not right. And like looked at me. And then, like, laughed and rolled her eyes at the woman. That woman who rolled her eyes was Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> when I went into the season, she's like, I know you from somewhere. I was like, where? And I was like, where do you live? And she said, the place where we lived. I was like, oh, my God, that. And then I slagged off the eyebrow place. I went, have you ever been to this eyebrow place? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I walked in once. And she went, oh, my God, I was in that chair. And then it was like, <laughs> yeah. But Gemma, Gemma is funny as Gemma is so funny. Everyone's lovely. Yeah. Like Lucy, Lucy gives the best hugs as well. Nice. She's a diamond. <laughs> she, they all felt so loving and nurturing. Oh, they really did. They really felt so nurturing. And it just, like, you could tell how much, like, when, when Rue was introducing him, you could tell the, like, relationships that the queens obviously have with these people is so, like, intense and, and so yeah. mothering. It was, it was really lovely to see. 
Because initially I thought it was going to be like members of their family. And I was like, oh, this is going to like really get me with the heartstrings. But like, actually, I think it was even nicer because they're all sharing this experience together. Yeah, it's, it was emotional. And like, even if you go on Twitter, like now, like all of the Drag Race girls, like Vivian and like Kitty and Vanity, we're all tweeting about it and stuff like saying how amazing like these these women are or do you know what I mean how incredible these people are they're incredible and like they're practically your mum when you go there they work as like your mother and they're so good like yeah they're inc- just incredible humans and treat you so well and I guess what is their what is their job like are they like kind of runners no no so they put your balls away if you need to know. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> if your last name rhymes with, rhymes with flips. Uh, <laughs> so no, um, they are incredible. So they like look after you. They get you into costumes. They get you help you with your hair. They get you drinks if you need a drink. They get you water. They they rub your back if you want them to. I'm sure they'd rub your feet if they wanted you to. Like, not Kitty's, though. Kitty's got pig trotters. <laughs> not those. Uh, no, they're so good. Like, they got you, like, gifts. Because we went in in lockdown. Mm. So, like, for 10 days, they were getting us, like, face masks, bath bombs, stuff to, like, keep us happy and stuff. And they, they're very motherly as well. Like, I've cried on their shoulder, like, on Wendy's shoulder. I've cried on Gemma's shoulder. I've cried on Lucy's shoulder. I'll tell you who's got a good life story. Olivia, she's incredible, that one. Like, and Fleur as well. Fleur's been to some of my shows. I've seen Fleur at, what was it, like Mighty Hoopla and stuff. Like, such a diamond. Like, incredible. I think it's uh, it's Dakota who says it at one point during the episode. It's so true that it's so great to have such a range of queer identities there. Because, you know, we're starved. Yeah. Like, we had a great opportunity with Victoria Scone before her knee took her out mm-hmm. to have sort of more lesbian vibes in the, uh, in the, in the workroom. So I'm glad we got it this week. Definitely. Yeah, more lesbians on Drag Race, I say. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, they... Yeah, such a good queer team. So good. It was interesting so hearing hearing all of their stories. Like, you got on the one hand, you had that... The, the kind of... They're talking about, like, how difficult it is to be, like, a hyper-femme lesbian and how that sort of... You know, if you're not wearing your identity on your... your, your Like, literally, if you're not wearing it, it's like a, like a, 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 mm. a uniform, people may not believe or understand it. And then sort of to the other side of that, you have Mystique talking about the fact that as a, as a more mask-presenting lesbian, kind of, like, you know, adopting something like a beard would make her feel sort of uncomfortable because of, like, uh-huh. the climate we live in at the moment where, you know, women who do present more masculine can occasionally be confronted by crazy turfs and toilets and be like, do you belong here? Should you be here? So it's like... It is like it was. It was just a whole. It opened the door to a whole range of stories we don't usually hear on Drag Race, which I really loved. I agree, totally agree, one thousand percent. Yeah, like I'm so glad they got the mirror chat as well. Like oh, yeah. I was with sat that, here that with was, my mum. Like oh my god. Oh, like I was sobbing. Like I was like, this is just the Queen Handlers get mirror chat. The Queen Handlers get to tell their story. And it was just so beautiful and just honest as well. Honest, it was on it. Pure TV gold that will win Baftas next year and whatever else it is. It Baftas? I don't fucking know. Whatever the <laughs> those awards, the NTS. That's the, the one. Because yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> speaking of the mirror moment, I, I guess you know there's a, not a whole lot of notes. I guess in this episode, till we get to the runway. So let's just jump straight to 
you know, one of the sort of a, a story that got a good like 10 minutes of airtime was Black Pepper's story coming from the Caribbean, you know, struggling with their identity, struggling with suicidal ideations and sort of finding a new life. And, you know, stories like this, not only are they so important for queer people, they're so important with what's kind of going on in the UK at the moment with the government and sending people off to Rwanda. Like such a gorgeous story, beautifully told from such like a kind heart. Black Pepper has got the most beautiful heart. Um, I was with them at the weekend and just such a and like aura to be with backstage. So yeah. beautiful. So this energy that they give off is just phenomenal. And for someone who's, do you know what? For someone who's come from such a like hard past, who's got a good story, like a sad story to tell, like it's so strong and so beautiful yeah. and put, and wants the best from people. And bloody hell, that bitch has got a brain on them. Oh like, my God. What, what's the degree they've got? A science? Biomedical science. A, a, yeah. first, a first class that. master's in biomedical science. Uh, you know. <laughs> sure. And, and, sure then, like, and, then, and then leaving that aside to go off and become a drag queen, you know? I'm sure that there's, <laughs> there's parents all around the country tonight who are going like, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do it. Do yeah. it. I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet that. If you don't want to be a biomagical monkey, you become a drag queen. Yeah. I don't. A bio what? Biomagical. Biomedical what? scientist. Medical, not magical. Yeah. Well, that's it. Instead of a biomedical scientist, it's a biomagical drag queen. There we go. Copyright. Yeah. You know, watching this season, having been on it with these people that you know, like, how have you found this season overall? How do you feel felt it has, you know, compared? Painful. No, I'm <laughs> no it, it's good. I've, I've really enjoyed it and I'm still enjoying it. But I'm actually getting such bad FOMO now watching this mm. season. I'm yeah. like, I want to go back. I want to go back because Electra's totally different now to what she was on the show. But yeah, it's such a good season and just so good and we can't wait for more but where's Rue this week yes where did let's let's uh, start the speculation even even at the with the walkthrough with raven do we think rue is out of action by this point because normally rue joins i reckon what but the rumor that i heard right was um so when they were filming rue called up her face um surgeon and the face surgeon only had one spare date and that was the date of filming so Rue had to go get face surgery on that one date of the year. Oh. I'm lying. I'm joking. I was thinking about the fact that we've seen Rue wear a lot of neckties on like yes. other franchises. So oh, I was no! like, So I was like, okay, I get it. I guess that, that this was the day the face have happened and then suddenly there was a lot of no, neck or I was a bit curious because I was like, we see it. <laughs> Rue back next week like that's a very quick recovery to the face and I was like I was then I was gonna add, really I was quick. just about to ask you like did yeah. they pause pause recording no. or something for that yeah so then they pause recording <laughs> <laughs> for six to eight months and then they did the next yeah. episode um no my my suspicion my my uh, conspiracy corner would be that Rue had a dodgy curry the night before like that that is like what I am anticipating probably was in actual fact yeah that happened. I do think that Ruth got a cold, so she doesn't yeah, want to be yes. seen. Yeah. <laughs> a really bad zit that so just wouldn't go away. <laughs> or Raven didn't wash her makeup brushes and Ruth got pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because it, it, could it be COVID? Like, could it have been a positive test that turned out to be negative, like, next day or what? Like, Oh, no, I don't think so. Because I think if it, like, if it had been something like that, like, th- there's protocols that, like, would have meant that the whole, like, anyone that Ruben been in contact with would have been, like, out of action, which would have, you'd have assumed included the rest of the judges. Like, I, I think it was probably something as simple as, like you know a, a 24 hour bug yeah yeah exactly. a bad a vinda a vindaloo a vindaroo <laughs> yeah oh michelle locked him in a room and was like who doesn't want to do the show today and michelle just took over yeah. michelle's drag way are we for right say raven is the first drag queen in any franchise of drag race that rue hosts that got to sit behind the judging panel. Yes, you were correct. There's, there's any other. We've seen like we've seen Miss Vanjie on the latest season of Canada. You know, we've seen yeah. Dracula and stuff. But when Rue's there, no other drag queens got behind there other than. Raven. Oh no, that's true. Oh my god, mm. that's true. Mm. Did you like Raven's walkthrough with the queens? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was cute. It was happy. It was smiling. Yeah, it was cute. I think Raven gives like quite like is able to give like really good sort of like makeup tips because you know the way sometimes those walk walk through kind of things it, it can feel a little bit like there's no real purpose behind it whereas with this like obviously she was like challenging them about like kind of what you know what exactly they like they, they were going to do and like getting to know a bit more about the the um the, the handlers but but also it was kind of like do this to your arch change your eyebrow in this way and i just think like that's invaluable advice coming from someone who is such a pro in that field so I, yeah. I liked that kind of side of it. Definitely. Yeah, like, I agree. Oh, the distance between your nose and your upper lip is quite small, so you need to do this. I was like, wow. Like, she's obviously analysing them all mm. in such, like, minute detail. <laughs> but that's, that's talent. That is such a good talent to like, look at somebody's face and go, like, oh, like you said, like the minute, like the difference between your lip and your nose and stuff like that or you need to do this to make it bigger and stuff that is such an artist that is so clever yeah you know when I auditioned once years ago for Disney um they measured my forehead and my chin because it was for Peter Pan and because they weren't the right size I couldn't do it just a fun fact yeah just that's is just a fun something fact. to do with the hat <laughs> and do you know for sure that you didn't get it like you they were like oh we loved you you were great your acting was the best we've ever seen it's just the forehead it's two inches too small <laughs> yeah that's why Ruth sent me home as well because my forehead was too small <laughs> yeah. like, I'll, I'll introduce you to my face surgeon so you can go and get a few inches shaved off <laughs> maybe Ruth was auditioning to be Peter Pan maybe that's where he went oh my god for the panto in Coventry. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> who, oh who, my god. Who's, who's Dr. Hook or Captain Hook or whatever his name is? <laughs> Santino Rice? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Uh, oh. Do we? I, I think Wendy should have been called Huge Ass. Or Hugh Jars, or however she said it. Like, yeah, Hugh Hugh Jars. That was it. Yeah, much Hugh better definitely. than tri- Trixie True Love. No, Hugh Jars would have been much better. Yeah, I'm changing her name in my phone now to Hugh Jars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so something I meant to say earlier on when you were talking about Raven um, was it got me thinking of like you know, RuPaul's Drag Race season seventy two. <laughs> 
when Rue has retired and the show is still going and like I was wondering like would they have like a panel of past contestants and you could have Raven who's the makeup queen Jinx who's the comedy queen I don't know uh, Aquaria who's like the fashion queen and like mm. have it as like this like panel of elders rather than this one overarching you know matri- matriarch over the show I thought that like would be an interesting form to have it and I think Raven would be really good in that role because I think she's very mentorly and motherly when it comes mm. to the other contestants yeah I agree yeah that would be cool it would be interesting to see how they would how they would do that I think it'll be cancelled long before Rue Probably. hangs up her wig Probably. <laughs> Rue's, Rue's not gonna die Rue's gonna live to like I, I don't know she's gonna outlive everyone yeah, the, she's not actually fracking in Wyoming. She's actually just building herself some sort of cockroach den or in, <laughs> during the nuclear holocaust. You two are going to hell. You're going to hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's get on to the runway. So I really appreciated uh, <laughs> the Tina Burner reference in this episode. <laughs> I did. Oh my God. I was like, hey. <laughs> did a burn, yes. Graham? Yeah, very good. Um, I find that whole thing so like, I'm like, oh my God, Tina Burner dated Graham Norton. But I swear Tina Burner's like, so when did this happen? I know. <laughs> That's crazy, I think, though. I think she's I think she's possibly late thirties, early forties now. But yeah, I think there was definitely a big age difference. Yeah, between them. Oh, at that, the time. oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, wow. Because I've seen pictures a long time ago. Like it feels like it happened in the early noughties, and like yeah, have you not? Seen, I've seen the pictures. I think it like, did happen in the early noughties. Yeah, because it's got that like blur on the pictures when you look at the pictures. You know, like <laughs> when you see Paris and like Nicole Richie out on the town, and then you see Graham and Tina out on the town. It's like that blur, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's the, it's the version of, of the simple life we never now. got. <laughs> you two got the blur going on. Well, no, I've I've co- I put gauze over my camera so that I can continue to look young. <laughs> I just wrote Vaseline on the camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before we actually get into the looks. Boy George, I don't think, had one witty comment the whole time they were doing the runway. And then to, like, give him some airtime, they cut to him and he was doing, like, a little robot dance. I was like, this is tragic. <laughs> what a legend, but come on, you've nothing else to say. Boy <laughs> George. Robot dance. <laughs> Boy George's hat and face thing. Well, that was so cool. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I was like, yes. I want that. I want that so much. It, it, like I was sort of surprised in a way with like because obviously we've had the announcement that Boy George is going to be on I'm a Celeb and that like sort of brought up a lot of these oh yeah this kind of conversation around the the conviction he has for like was it assaulting uh assaulting and assaulting kidnapping or assaulting like you know um like detaining someone or false or imprisoning someone and it, like there there is like a big. Like, I just thought it was actually unusual that they chose to, like, have him on the panel when the, that controversy is sitting right there. And then he didn't really even add oh, all I... that much. Yeah, that controversy kind of goes under the radar a bit. Like, doesn't get spoken about too much. Yeah. But anyway, the face thing was cool. Um... John Pers was up first with Nanu Noir. Uh, and they went for that vaudeville black and white sister clown mime duo. Um, I... I struggled with this one a bit. Like I thought it looked nice, but they didn't seem that close together. 
and I didn't it wasn't full Marcel Marceau that mm. I don't know if I would have got mine without the acting but I didn't hate it either like I thought the judges were a bit harsh so I don't know it was kind of somewhere in between yeah I didn't I didn't get mine from it unless you told me it was mine I got sad I got sad Hollywood actress yeah but then when they did the mine window thing I thought that was amazing I was like that's yeah. so clever that's that's cool different yeah, I, I, I actually, cause John Burr's, uh was one of, has been like a slow burn character for me all, all, all across the, the season and really in the last couple of episodes, despite the fact that that, that uh, Snatch Game performance last week was offensive to all Irish people on every level. I really <laughs> have grown to, to, to like, like really like his presence and I was really rooting for him this week. I wanted him to get the badge because he's having obviously the Cheryl Hole kind of edit now. Mm. Um, and I kind of think that, it, this was good but it i think that actually if if he just had stripped like because i think was it the um the, their part the, the person they were matched with whose names completely gone out of my head they said that they the only time they wore heels was to go to like royal ascot and i actually feel olivia like even, olivia even with the outfits they were wearing it's kind of like if you just had like just done glam makeup and like put a big hat on they could have just been two women at ladies day and that might have been more what john Burr's kind of has been doing all season is just like glam yeah. Mm. On the mention side of Cheryl Hole there and obviously Jumpers, the fact that the Queen's the Queen team have more repeater badges than, than than some of the contestants on the show is absolutely oh scandalous. <laughs> they have more they, they have more badges than me. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god. Like, give them a, give them a different prize. An abuse of, power. An abuse of like... power by Michelle Visage. <laughs> oh well, they deserve it. They yeah. deserve it. <laughs> the bunch of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like looking at Danny as like a really classic example, or even Cheddar. I think in these sort of matching looks, they need to be like eighty percent the same and twenty percent different, or even like ninety ten. Whereas yeah. I felt John Burr's was kind of like sixty percent the same. Like the color palette and the two dress, like the two looks were kind of different shapes yeah. and different silhouettes and stuff. I think it was probably just too different from each other. And it's it's easier for queens like for like Danny and 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 Cheddar who have a really distinct kind of trademark style to be able to do a family yeah, resemblance true. because like someone like John Burr's who's, who's really like glam and fashion, it, you know, it's, it's more difficult to establish like, well, this is what a John Burr's look is. And therefore when I put this on someone else, this is why it still links through. Um, and I think that's been something that, that people in these makeover challenges have studied, have struggled with throughout is that if you're, if you have a very distinct style, it's easier for you sometimes to be able to, kind of create that bond with the person you're doing whereas if you if you are just a bit more of a a look or fashion queen it, it, they can do that same thing where they're like oh it looks like you guys are like going to the same event together but you're not quite sisters which i don't think is a fair critique mm, i put like um jumpers did lives eyebrows they did them dirty like oh my god <laughs> that yeah, eyebrow. they were bad weren't they uh i I I get I I'm not the best makeup artist at all, but like I hate it when when you see a bad eyebrow. Oh, like I felt they were trying to go like, for that that like that chic French eyebrow or the traditional like first time in drag eyebrow. Yeah, you know that one that's like twelve inches above your actual eye. Yeah, it was very <laughs> high up the forehead. Yeah, and then the white. Oh. 
And we know no. how he feels about small foreheads, so not a good look. <laughs> Do you know, Liv would never be Peter Pan. <laughs> and I'd say that to her face. <laughs> I'm texting Liv right now and telling her, with those eyebrows, you'll so never, never be Peter Pan. Because <laughs> I think what you're saying, James, there, like, I think that's what Jumpers is trying to say in a, for, in them, for themselves in Untucked that like they have less of a distinct style um, and I kind of felt Pixie was a bit like Gosh. dismissive yeah of of Jumpers and then I think that's going to play into tomorrow or next week's episode I think they're teeing us up for a Pixie Jumpers lip sync next week already with this sort of like combativeness between them mm. I understand what Jumpers was trying to what Jumpers was saying like, I understand, like, the di- not a distinct style, but, like, I don't know. I do think that there is something that you should have. Like, whenever I do drag, I always have my beauty mark here, my beauty mark here, and I'm blonde. I'm always blonde now. And, like, I feel like that's me. And I'm, that's like... That's your anchor. Yeah, my beauty spot and my thing that's always there, you know? And, like, you always tell what Cheddar's is. You know Cheddar, you know Danny Beard. You know, you know those people. You know, you know Dakota. You know Dakota. You know Juno Birch. I know Juno's not a rude girl, but like you know that style. You know Bianca Del Rio. You know, do you know what I mean? Next <laughs> up was Pixie and Trixie True Love, aka Huge Ars. Um <laughs> I have to say, I didn't really, li- I didn't like this. Now, really, I thought like the wings were awful and sort of shiny. I thought Wendy's makeup was. Bastard! <laughs> it was it, like it, it was. It just looked like that um, that makeup gun from The Simpsons. A tiny bit, like it was just kind of all too much. <laughs> <laughs> but like Pixie, Pixie's makeup looked great, and like you could see how it just didn't translate onto a different face. Yeah. Oh, um, Wendy looked cute. But Wendy was so right in saying that she looked older because of that makeup. Like, I don't know what Pixie did. But it was it was not Peter Pan. You know, it wasn't equal. Not forever young. Not forever young. I <laughs> Not Forever Young! I I was I, I like I, I actually when they were doing the runway walk. I was really like impressed with the whole thing. I thought they they like presented it really well. Wendy obviously has like an amazing kind of personality, and so like they were real playful. So in that I, at that stage, I kind of thought, oh, they, they could actually even be like sort of you know do, do well, be in the top or safe. It was only then once they got standing still, and you were kind of seeing it more close up. You were kind of seeing like the wheels falling off the wagon, and it was you're like the the makeup just looked sort of. Like, like Wendy shiny. fell off the wagon. <laughs> yeah, Wendy <laughs> fell off the wagon. Wendy got dragged through the uh, dragged through the bush, <laughs> dragged behind the wagon for a while. <laughs> oh, but, but I, I and then yeah, the, the the padding was obviously also a little bit all over the gap. Yeah, lumpy and bumpy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, I also think Pixie's wig wasn't the same color as as Wendy's wig. Wendy's was like a, real, a nice sort of like lilac, whereas. Pixies was more like of a deep blue. Yeah, I think again, I think the same wig because I think if you're doing different wigs, you need to accent it in the other person's costume, and I didn't think that was there. I think maybe she, just, maybe I don't, maybe there was an issue with the with the second lilac wig or something. But I think that also 
broke the illusion for me a bit. Yeah, I agree. Wendy is such a gorgeous human, like inside yeah, yeah. and out. Mm-hmm. And like... I'd say, I did just... she say she was 60? Oh my yeah. God, I couldn't believe that. She looks so good for 60. And she doesn't act it in like a, in a, in a complimentary kind of way. It's like, she yeah. is like one of us, one of the young girls, you know, like such a laugh, such a gem, such a fantastic human. Fantastic human. Yeah. That came across all right, 100%. Danny, Beard and Mizzy Mustache came out in their sort of 60s oil slick outfits with the white collar and then like this is this is accenting done perfectly between the you know the lilac and the mint green in the cuffs matched the the beard and then the trim matched the bag and they they complement each other it was just perfect and i thought it was so like i thought um mystique kind of just came out of their shells so much like it was the most vivacious we'd seen them all episode and yeah it was it was it was really a sort of like a magical moment i thought Agree. It was beautiful. Like I loved it. I brought incredible alien. It's like uh, it was like bookends. Like as you say, like it was like the opening of the book. It was great at the end of the book as well. Like it was just perfect. And she came, and they came alive. Like they came alive. They did. I I absolutely loved it. I thought that like they there was like it kind it had that real kind of Heather Graham from um. Austin Powers gold member kind of that did that style of the look it really was bringing to that like camp 60s twink era I, I I thought it like both looks were brilliant the way they kind of played off each other with the difference in colors was gorgeous and like Danny's makeup translated so well onto Mystique's face it just like I don't know I I really like yeah I really loved it I thought it was it was fantastic I'm so glad as well that we haven't got any, you know, maybe it's because Michelle's focusing on Dakota, but we haven't got that moment from Michelle where she was like, just give it to me one week without the beard, Danny. You know, like I was I was really worried hearing Danny going on the show that the show wouldn't, you know, accept him. Like we've heard, you know, see people like Joe Black, whatever, who go on with a slightly different aesthetic than the show is used to and they, and they eat him up and spit him out. And I was worried that the show would do that for Danny, but I'm so glad they haven't and they've just embraced their drag as as it's presented um so yeah good 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 cheddar gorgeous and i was so i always thought it should have been called brie dynamite because if the dynamite was to you know to describe the excitement meanwhile i wanted to go with brielicious oh that's also good mm. yeah, yeah brielicious <laughs> this would again oil slick jumpsuit with the hood i got very dune off this this was really sci-fi empress I it, it. Gave, it gave me We Will Rock You vibes. Oh, yeah. Mm, I yes, see that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cheddar's face work is amazing. Like, it just feels like there's so many layers to it. And there's so many textures to it. Then the, the gold leaf just seems like all in the right place. And then Gemma had the same thing as well. But it was like a different color palette. And she looked... It was kind of funny seeing, like, obviously what the limited amount I know from her. She seems really vivacious and fun and outgoing. But then she kind of came across really evil in in this role, which obviously goes to show how well Cheddar did in the transformation that she felt mm-hmm. comfortable in this, like, out-of-character character. Yeah. Uh, Gemma is such a lovely human. She's wild. Like, she loves... She's always happy, positive. Like, makes you piss your knickers. She's funny. And 
um, a fun, yeah, she's just fun and just up for a good time and she's just funny. Next up was Black Pepper and Chili Pepper. They had that sort of black leatherette sort of bodice and skirt with a long pink pony that was magnetically bound together. That which was a really clever sort of conjoined twins look. I took the judge's point that maybe it should have been more decorative, but I actually thought it was unfair the amount of time they spent on the negative critique on the look because I thought there was so much that was good about it, especially like all the face and the makeup and stuff. Yeah. Um, that it was, you know, I was like, talk more about it positively because I thought it was really, really strong. Fleur and Pepper, um, sorry, uh, Chili. Was it Chili? Black, was chili, it? yeah. Chili, yeah, yeah. Chili Pepper. Chili Pepper. I love when Michelle calls herself... Um, white doll i love that yeah um <laughs> i also get the vibe that she says that every week at this point because it didn't really get much of a laugh this time and it's like she, she's like i'll say it every week and i'll keep it in one week <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start calling myself aromat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is aromat aromat's that nice salty stuff that you put on your yeah yeah it is you put it on the top of yeah i'm not even lying i lick it i love it anyway as we digress digress that was a big word oh my god i could be one of those biological medical people <laughs> what's it called <laughs> anyway uh, biomedical scientist. scientists that's the one <laughs> Um, Fleur and Pepper gave it like oh my god that hair I wanted that hair I want to be attached to someone by my hair and I could just like unattach it and swing it around it was amazing I loved it didn't Russia do that in the Eurovision like a couple of years ago they had twins that were connected by their hair yeah but that doesn't matter now does it? no I'm joking That's true. <laughs> I'm not sure but if no, it was I Russia like, I, I, anyway I, I really liked it I thought that like I, I could see where they were coming from with that the black kind of the black leather kind of dresses were a bit simple but the the makeup was so intricate like it was really like when, when you got like close-ups on it there was like so much detail in like everything and, and like you know even just in the in terms of the gems that were, were put on and the crystals that were put on and like it, it was like it was so super impressive and um, and then also like the, that 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 like linking the story of the hair to the kind of the link to the to the story she was talking about with her family and how there kind of had been this connection that had been ripped apart and how she was like forging new connections it, like it was it was it was quite powerful um black pep is definitely like she, i think probably you could see why maybe it wasn't she wasn't in the top this week but she's such an important important part of this series great just beautiful finally then was dakota and brigitte schiffer in that apricot sort of was blend 60s blenciaga she said it was uh look with the checkered gloves and tights now i liked the checkered gloves i did i didn't love the checkered tights and i kind of thought she should she should have just both had checkered gloves on i i thought they were like i don't know why they were so shocked by it oh i just i loved i disagree i love the checkered gloves and i love the tights because I felt like it was like the tights and then the gloves, because those outfits were not matching. I personally don't think she deserved to be in the bottom. Um, I maybe it's because I like Dakota and I love Lucy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I love that sixties realness that she's sticking to her brand and the hair and the the flawless, just beautiful makeup that doesn't look like makeup. You know, it just looks like a bit of gloss and bb cream and that's not a read that's like it looks so like perfect just perfect where did you stand on the checkered gloves james 
I liked I liked both I, I like both outfits in, in full like I thought that the, the gloves and tights added a, like a different dynamic a different element to it I think if it had, if it had been without them it just would have been like two pretty dresses but this added something new and I, I do think it was unfair of them to kind of come in on her makeup in this particular challenge when this whole challenge was about like family resemblance show us what your brand is who you are so it's not like okay i'm going to use this as the opportunity to do like trixie mattel makeup on myself that i never normally do so it was like Mm. she did like a really excellent job of like creating a family resemblance of like what a dakota schiffer sister would look like so i i I found the critiques of her really unfair this week you know it was yeah yeah i and i i loved both looks and thought that you know, fair enough. She was never going to win this week because I thought Danny and Cheddar were like undeniably so much better. But she absolutely, in my mind, would have been safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, in fact, sometimes I get cocky and I write down the results before <laughs> they're announced. And I wrote down to me, Dakota was low. She was in the bottom two. I was like Cheddar and Danny top two. Black Pepper was like a, a top third place, then Dakota, and then it was John Purse and Pixie in the bottom two. That was my read of it. So I was shocked that John Purse was safe. I don't know how she did it. I'm not. I don't begrudge her for it. I'm just like she's a real. She, I don't know how she's. She's like a real sort of Dita Ritz character where you're kind of like, oh, she's still here <laughs> in a way. Do you know, I don't know how she's how she got through there. Based on what we saw, they seem to really hate. John Purr's look. Pixie, we had, we had an emotional moment for Pixie as well. Crying over being in her nan's garden. I thought that was a nice moment. I, d- I didn't know that. Sorry, it's the way you said crying over being in her nan's garden. Um, yeah. <laughs> if it's crying over being in her nan's garden. Yeah, like, no, I, took, lots, I took all, the, I took all the sentimentality out of it. Real, real, <laughs> like, she was, she was crying because she was in her nan's garden. Yeah, I, I, I was locked. I've watched I've watched enough um, UK based reality TV competitions going back to the heritage years of X Factor to know that whenever a reality TV show person that person is in trouble, they knock out a dead gran. They're like, there is a dead nan or a dead nana that needs to like sort of come swinging out the wardrobe to like give me some sort of like, you know, poor me's to try and play against the judges. I'm yeah. just telling it like it is. We've seen it before. <laughs> I've got a book of those stories. God. <laughs> Save them for all stars. Oh, baby, I've got everything you need. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> I'm in me nan's garden. Brum, brum. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> all right. So, like we said, uh, Cheddar wins. Uh, I know it could have like could have easily been Danny or Cheddar. I think for the sake of the show, it's more exciting for Cheddar to win because creates more could competition. Be the odds of it, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, was was happy with that with that answer or with that result. Uh, that left Pixie and Dakota to lip sync to "Miss Me Blind" by Culture Club. I thought. Hey, what about? Relatively... Did you see what? the untucked bit? The uh, oh, yeah. everyone was coming for Jumbers. Oh yeah, I, I felt, felt a bit, yeah, like, I think that's what it, the whole, like, the kind of, I felt like there was a bit of venom behind how Pixie was coming for, for Jombers in that moment, it was sort of a bit like, and it had come up earlier in the episode, it was like, well, what is your brand, who are you, I feel like I know who everyone else is, but I don't know who you are, and I think that was linking back in a bit to the, like, you don't have 
a st- you don't have a badge yet you haven't managed to like make a breakthrough moment and I could, like for Jombers even I'd imagine that that must be kind of hard because you're sitting there the numbers are whittling down you're seeing the success of the queens are having and you're not quite reaching yes mm. which I suppose it would be difficult but also like that's kind of why I wasn't mad that John Bruce was safe because they were kind of getting picked on backstage so I was kind of like well fair play you know Pixie's having mm. a go with you and you're the one who's safe so I, I wasn't really like I think we like I'm I'm I end up rooting for John Bruce more than I, I might have because of this narrative um Overall, I kind of thought I didn't love. It wasn't the strongest lip sync of the season, I would say, in terms of the two the two performances. But a really good song, though. Like, a real nice deep cut that I'm going to listen to some more. I don't know that I loved the song, if I'm honest with you. No? I thought it was kind of boring. And yeah. It sort of facilitated okay. probably the least exciting lip sync we've had this season. And, like, I mean, Dakota has done like Dakota's lip sync this is her third time like the two other times that she has lip sync were so dynamic and exciting and she was like performing against like real like powerhouse lip syncers that were like you know the one she did against baby a couple of weeks ago was so funny and then it's like this tonight was kind of a bit just like you know pointer sister kind of you know like I don't know and I think that that was more the song doing them dirty than them not turning out a good performance yeah, like when I watch a lip sync, I always think, oh, what would you do here? What, like, how would you feel this moment? How would you do this? Like, and I couldn't get anything today. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't feeling the yeah, jam. Yeah, I mean, I, you're, you're probably right. Like, I'm probably more evaluating of just on like a song I might listen to on my own. But yeah, it probably isn't a great lip sync song because it isn't that dynamic. It's, it's quite yeah. consistently mid-tempo. Yeah. Um. No. No highs. Highs and lows. Um. But yes, Pixie stays. <laughs> do we, Michelle, to the earpiece to RuPaul? Do we think Ru was there? Yeah, in, she in was his, on the. Yeah, she was on the medical table. From the toilet table. to the back of the lot, you know. In his ma- man, what's it got the the face? Mankini. <laughs> yeah, it's not mankini because that's a bikini. No, I oh. want to say man, man, face man, kini. Man, face face kini. kini. There we go. Yeah, that's right. Zucchini. Ru with, <laughs> <laughs> with the face kini backstage. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, is that real? And then Michelle says to Dakota, "You put the super in supermodel." Is that not a read? Should you not have put the model in Supermodel? I just feel like Super Super is one of those sort of like things like my <laughs> aunt would have said to me when I forced her to listen to me sing as a five-year-old. Oh, aren't you super? Oh, well done. Aren't you super? <laughs> I thought she was going to say, you put the super in Super Trooper. <laughs> super <laughs> Trooper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just was like, the nice thing to say there is you put the model in Supermodel. Like that's... So the super, I don't know, I thought that was weak. Graham was crying though. So obviously like they had a lot of affinity for, for Dakota. Yeah. Which kind of makes you wonder Definitely. why did they send her home. But uh, yeah, a, a, a real shock elimination. As as shocking as Baby's elimination, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I think it was, it was really, I think watching the episode, it just came out of nowhere that Dakota was even in conversation to be in the bottom. And then like I had sort of been readying myself for like, Pixie versus Jombers being the bottom that felt like the way the critiques were going and then for Jombers to be just not even in the bottom and then Pixie to send Dakota who has been like 
I, like I kind of would say the stand like the stand the standout character from the season the, the one that people seem to be warming to in a huge way there's so much affection mm. for it there's so much excitement about her she's like really like done well in some challenges you didn't expect it and it just was a little bit like what wait what why yeah and I'm so glad they got a um like you know a trans person on this season like it may, it fills my heart I think it's what the nation needed and it was, I'm so glad that it was Dakota, Dakota as well. I went really northern then, Dakota. Um, yeah, I'm so happy it was Dakota because she's just a lovely human. Just yeah, so lovely and so sweet and just like, looked gorgeous energy. Time and shit that I get to ask you, who is going to win? I wanted Dakota to win, but <laughs> now Dakota's gone. Um, Wendy. No, uh, <laughs> well, she has one badge. You know, she's she's on the up. Off. She is on the up. Yeah. All right, I'll go with Pepper. Pepper, black pepper, super. Okay. Well, look. Yeah. Alexa, thanks so much for coming on. Okay. Where can people find you? What you have coming up? Will you be at DragCon? Um, yes, I'm at DragCon. Um, I'm at, I've got quite a lot of shows coming up actually at the moment. Um, so you can find me there. Just check my socials. It's E L E K T R A Fence, Electra Fence on all socials, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Pornhub. It's everywhere. <laughs> and um, before I let you go, how many people call you Electra Shock? Not, not many anymore, actually. Okay. I'm just, I'm actually Electra or electric friends or less <laughs> or lecky but before we go i've had some news on my phone as we were on the podcast oh yeah and it's inside scoop i found out where rue was oh really yeah, i text rue? i text some friends and i asked them where was rupaul <laughs> and they have replied do you want to know Yes, yes, of course. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> you're such to, a tease. <laughs> you'll have to book me again. No, I'll oh. tell you. So, RuPaul was actually at an open casting for Peter Pan at Pineapple Dance Studios. <laughs> <In London. laughs> Louis Spence found gagged. <laughs> she was getting her forehead measured, and that's why. The measurement, they were measuring the forehead and then she was late for filming. So she couldn't make it in time for Raven to do a face. So then that's why. So devastated that she couldn't do the walkthrough because she hadn't got the part. She was more. <laughs> and that's yeah. why she needs to book herself into the face doctor to get an extra inch onto that forehead. <laughs> in the gym, there you go. You're getting it, girl. You're getting it. <laughs> Actually, something I wanted to ask you during the episode was, do you know when Rue does their cryptid Rue mail and then the queens sometimes try to guess what the challenge is? Do you like that? Do you do you think it's breaking the, the fourth wall too much? I don't mind it. I mean, I guess it's kind of natural because you would hear that and you'd be like trying to figure out what it is. And some of them would be obvious. Like if it's like, you know, TV and movie related, you probably would guess Snatch Game. And if there was like... You, so I think I'm I'm okay with that. I like it. Why was there something in this that made yeah, you li- made you think? No, no, I like it too. But I'm sure there's people who don't like it. I'm sure, I, I'm sure there's like purists who are like, no, everyone should go on and just like imagine it is like existing on its own and whatever came before them doesn't work, doesn't exist. 
Yeah, squares would think like that. That's not me. Not yeah. us. <laughs> Biomedical scientists <laughs> would think like right? Exactly. But I do think it's important that we have, uh, a, have a moment of, of, of sadness for poor Dakota Schiffer, who I think really is gone too soon. Yeah, I think so. Because I was actually eyeing up the final six. And I was like, I'm still not entirely sure who the top three are going to be. Because I was kind of like, Jumpers may be gone this week. And then it's like between Black Peppa and Dakota, maybe Pixie on the outside. But with Dakota gone, I feel it's an inevitable Cheddar Danny Black. Yeah, I, I do too. Like I had sort of assumed that the top four was going to be uh, Cheddar, Danny, Black Peppa and Dakota Shifford. And then we were going to see Jumpers go this week and Pixie go next week. Um... I, you know, I mean, the, the cast have been so strong over the whole season that I really am in, like, you know, while it's sad that Dakota's gone, like, I'm also kind of happy enough with the rest of the queens who are there. At this stage now, I would like to see John Burr's, like, break through and actually get, like, a win. But I, I have a feeling that the narrative that's going to follow him for the rest of the season is, like, never really able to establish himself but but I think that in the long run that's probably like in the long run in terms of Jomber's relationship with the franchise that might be a good thing because that gives you a, an inevitable storyline for ca- being cast on a versus the world or an an all stars where you come back and you're like oh in my season I did really well but didn't know who I was now I'm certain of who I am so you know yeah it'd be good in that way too yeah I guess we'll find out I I feel we're we're gearing up for a Jumbers. Pixie Jumpers showdown next week anyway in this acting challenge the squirrel games that could be fun not really quintessentially british when they said murder mystery i was hoping it was going to be a drag of a christie or something like that yeah i I mean i wonder are we going to get like a a mentor sesh with the like queen of all drag murder mysteries miss holly stars like is are 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 we are we going to have any reference at all to the the trailblazing miss stars don't think so Root doesn't love sharing the stage with other drag queens. Jodie Harsh was told to shut up and do a DJ set, so I don't think Holly Stars will get to impart their knowledge. But hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully she'll be there. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to see more from the show, head over to Instagram at sissy.pod where you'll see the wonderful artwork put together by James. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes about other franchises such as Down Under and Canada, you can head over to headstuffpodcast.com. You can support the show. In exchange, we'll give you our thoughts and opinions on the other franchises that are going on at the moment. We have a series on Australia at the moment and Canada is coming soon. And other than that, hope you have a lovely week and we'll chat to you soon. See you, love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.